It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Plodcast, the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine. I'm Fergus Collins. So we're currently enjoying a season of podcasts looking at tales from the landscape. And in this episode, it's all about water. What is it like to swim outdoors under a full moon in the depths of winter? I was delighted and rather relieved that fellow podcaster Maria Hodson volunteered to brave the inky waters of Clevedon Marine Pool with a group of fellow swimmers called the Bristol Blue Tits to learn about what cold water swimming can do for you. Brace yourself, for here's how she got on. And you can contact me and the podcast team and send any sound recordings of the countryside. My email address, editor at countryfile.com. Good evening, everyone. How are we all feeling tonight? I ask because I am recording this on the evening of Monday the 27th of November, which is the night of a full moon, and it's believed that people can feel slightly wild on the evening of a full moon, or indeed the day of a full moon. But tonight is a full moon. It's the full moon of November, which is known as a beaver moon, apparently because beavers are particularly busy at this time of year building their winter dams in preparation for the cold months ahead. Uh, It's also known as the frost moon or the morning moon, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, as in grieving. Tonight I am sitting in a car park by Clevedon Marine Lake because I am getting myself psyched up to join a group of swimmers for a cold water swim in the lake under the full moon. I am 
pretty anxious about it, if I'm honest. I really enjoy my swimming. I really enjoy water. It's just, it's November. It's pitch black. Well, it's not pitch black. There's a beautiful moon. If I'm honest, I don't remotely feel like getting into cold water right now. I'm quite warm in my car. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to do it. However, I have done cold water swimming in the past and even quite recently. It feels amazing afterwards. Not as it happens, but afterwards. It feels quite revolutionary. I often feel as though I've had a total reset. I have never done it under a full moon. I've never done it at night. And I'll be joining a group called the Bristol Blue Tits, who do this every month throughout the year. So in the warm, in the cold, they swim under the light of the full moon. And I'm really curious to find out why and what it is they love about it. The moon, of course, has a huge effect on the land and the landscape. We're all very familiar with its effect on our tides. Uh, this, the rotation of the Earth once every 24 hours and the moon's gravitational pull combined to create our tides, two high tides a day, two low tides a day. And when those also align with a full moon, you get very high, very, very high tides and very, very low tides, known as spring tides and neap tides. And I think today is going to be a very high tide. So here we are. Uh, as you can see, I am slightly stalling for time. I have got with me um, a dry robe. I have been told to bring a tow float. I didn't have one, so I have borrowed one. I've been told to bring a light to accompany my tow float. So I brought a glow stick, which I will try to attach to said tow float. I have brought a hot water bottle. I have brought a flask of uh, hot tea to warm up with afterwards. I have brought a woolly hat to wear in the water and I also have a head torch. I have been wondering how I'm going to record myself in the water and I had a go earlier on today and I fashioned a solution that I think will work but I'm not sure how happy Fergus will be about this. I'm planning to insert the recording device into the elastic of my head torch and hope that that it holds essentially. And of course, if it doesn't hold, the recorder will be dropping straight into the water, perhaps never to be seen again. So we'll hope that doesn't happen. It does feel like a pretty mad thing to do, but that's also very apt because, as I'm sure many of you know, our word for lunacy actually stems from the word moon, luna, the Latin for moon. So in honour of that, I am going to honour my own original idea. I did, I did suggest this in the first place, so it would be weird not to see it through. And I will hopefully uh, not turn into a werewolf tonight. Well, the first thing I can tell you as I step outside the car is that the moon is definitely here. It was quite cloudy when I left Bristol and I wasn't entirely sure that I would see the beaver moon but here she is completely resplendent in the night sky there are a few clouds drifting over her I think they will pass and it actually creates quite a beautiful effect with a bit of a halo around it 
there's a bit of a breeze in here. By a breeze, I mean um, a wind, <laughs> which is not ideal. Now to find the other swimmers. Clevedon is a sweet, um, slightly old school seaside town with here and uh, this fantastic marine lake and yeah, I'm walking past a brightly lit pub with, which looks really tempting right now I'm sure it's cosy in there oh I see some people also here here you can hear the lake and the waves and the trees of the headland illuminated different colours which is beautiful I'm not sure if that's part of this winter lights and the piers lit up in sort of purple in the distance and there's lots of tall elegant white lights and there's the moon oh, there's a collective of people hovering at the side in dry robes with lamps lanterns to make sure they can see their belongings the lake is glistening in the moonlight the waves in the far distance it's very beautiful still also very uninviting <laughs> inky black water lit with the dappled electric lights along the side and although visually I'm very much enjoying looking at it I currently have no desire to get into it whatsoever it's slightly making me think of that scene in Jaws but of course that's just my overactive imagination no doubt sparked by the full moon okay I'm going to join them the sooner I do this the sooner it's over wish me luck Floats in bright pink, luminous pink, there's toe floats in luminous yellow. There's a head torch I'll be sporting, as well as my toe float with a rather pathetic bow stick tied on. I cannot adequately express how unappealing <laughs> <laughs> this is. It's alright, it's going to happen. Honestly, the sooner I do it, the sooner it's done. 
some people are bobbing in the water and just having a chat. Okay, I'm now attempt to fasten this to my hat and my head torch. Good luck. I hope you stay there and can hear me. Sorry if this is the end of our friendship, little recorder. Right. Okay, this is it. Oh, someone coming out. Okay. I'm going to breathe out as I get in. Oh, I forgot the toe float. Right, let's try that again. Let's try that again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, here we go. Breathe out. Breathe out. Going down, walking down. Entering the water. Oh my lord. And swimming, 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 incredibly cold, incredibly cold, sharp tingling all over me, other people look quite calm, having a chat in the water, right now the moon has disappeared behind the clouds, so there's nothing for me to admire right now. But the sensation is quite extraordinary. I'm going to swim to this little boy here. Oh my god. Oh, Beaver Moon, where did you go? Where did you go? Oh. Hiding your light under a bushel. Of cloud. Okay. So there's a quite amazing sensation all over my body. Sort of intense pins and needles. Uh, it is cold but it's also fiery at the same time. It's so awake. You know, that's the thing. There's this moment where you can't think of anything else apart from the sensations in your body and it's really refreshing in a day and age where you spend so much time in something of a fog uh, absorbed in screens and in distracted thoughts and the lives of others I suppose we're often not living in our own lives and in our own bodies and this is what cold water swimming does. It puts you right back in your body, in the moment, in the place, in the water, even if that has to take place through slight discomfort. You feel alive. And actually, my body is adjusting to it. I don't know how long I should sensibly stay because you do have to be careful in cold water. Um, you can get a little bit complacent and think that you're absolutely fine, but my, my feet are tingling quite a bit now. I think I'm going to call it quits there and step out. Step out! Oh, that was lovely. Oh. 
Yeah. My goodness, me. Wow. Oh, none will I be after that. Well, the recorder survived. I'm alive. I count that as a good dip. A success. Oh, and I must do one more thing, which is get a bit of water on my face. Because that can feel heavenly. And if you can get it on your vagus nerve, that's meant to do all kinds of wonders. And I'll have to look up the science for that later. But apart from anything else, it's incredibly refreshing to get cold water on your face. Yes. Okay. It was great. <laughs> it was actually. How about for you? Uh, yeah, I think it's like, that feels like, I was, well, I was in Weston yesterday um, in the marine lake. Yeah. And that feels like a bit colder here. I think it's a wind chill. Yes, I wasn't pleased about the wind when I set out of the car. I thought, no, that's not, I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> but I knew, as you must know as well, there's always that, the coming out afterwards. Yeah. You're just so pleased with yourself. Is there a Lisa here? I'm here. Oh, hi Lisa. Hi, I'm Maria. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Did you go in? I did go in. I did. I, I was the one who was talking to myself in the water. Oh, uh, right, okay. What were you talking to yourself about? Um, how incredibly cold it was. <laughs> but also how amazing, obviously, and also how that I was slightly sad the moon had uh, She's up there. Had disappeared. Yes. She is up there. Let's get a photo of her in a minute. Yes. <laughs> Under the moon. Why do yes. we want to swim under the moon? Exactly, that's the question. Why why the full moon? What does it do for you? Because it's Monday. <laughs> and we swim every Monday. <laughs> but we not do, do other we do the moon swims. But we as well. always do the moon swim, don't yeah. we? Always do a moon swim. I it's think if more magical. people come to the moon swims as well. I think there yeah. is something in the atmosphere on the moon swims. Yeah. Well, I have decided my next investment might be neoprene knickers. <laughs> I have my peripheries covered. Oh, they seem to be okay, or maybe they're just totally numb. But I think I think we do have more people that definitely come down just for the moon swims, or try and swim lots of different. Yeah. So it's more, it, this just magical, isn't it? I think it's more of a community feel on the moon yeah. swims as well, because we can stand here and actually see a, what we're doing at seven o'clock on a winter's day, but also just feels a bit more like a new start, isn't it, a little bit, than yeah. full moon and stuff. I definitely noticed, uh, well, I think that's something to do with cold water swimming full stop, is you are quite uh, renewed between oh, getting in, before getting in and coming out. Yeah. They're two different mindsets, aren't they? I yeah, find definitely. That slightly dreading it beforehand and then and I do I also think that because it's the full moon so the lake's high the, the sea is high and the lake's just overtopped but you can hear the waves more yeah, easily yes. than you can when it's when the tide's lower so on a full moon you're always going to get the more sea atmosphere yeah. in the lake and like is there nature. any truth to um, you know the kind of folklore of greater wildness around the time of the, the, the full moon? Have you noticed anyone acting slightly more <laughs> frenzied, <laughs> or like a werewolf maybe? I don't know. I didn't notice Ed howling earlier. <laughs> no, I didn't see. But he did go really yeah, far. Did you howl when you got in? Mm -hmm. The moon affected you this evening. Any werewolf tendencies this evening? What, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Any hair no, sprouts will happen. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Quite normal. Because there is good research that says that ADs are busier on full Oh, it is. It is, trust me. Trust me, it always is busier in the hospital. And what, um, what do you put that down to? Superstition, I guess. More likely people see by. There should be fewer accidents, theoretically, right? There's more light from the full moon. Yeah, I I don't think it's necessarily the accidents and things. I think it's normally the interesting presentations that come up in the full moon. Um, And it's just, yeah, a bit busier. And that definitely is that. That is the kind of uh, cultural expectation. You know, lunacy comes from the word luna. Luna, yeah. I often feel slightly peculiar around the time of the full moon, as far as I... Yeah, I think you have to be slightly peculiar. Yeah. Well, there is that. I was and wondering. <laughs> and then it's just an opportunity <laughs> to do it. Tits, you don't have to be mental to join, but it really helps. <laughs> um, a sense of adventure. I want yeah. to ask, how long have you been doing this? How so, long has uh, this tradition oh, existed? 18 months. I've been doing it 18 months. About two years, yeah. It's been. I think. I think lockdown was really, really hard for lots of people. I think some people found their thing in lockdown, but I think a lot of us found it just after we started to be able to see people a bit more. And I think lots of people came quite, quite soon after lockdown, really. And I think having these sessions where, like the full moon sessions, where it's not. Oh, we always hear Mondays at seven, but um, full moon doesn't always land on a Monday. And I think. People like the fact that if there's a sense of community where they don't have to be there at a set time and a set day, if they can dip in and dip out, no pun intended with the water, but um, I think that's that's really important at the moment because I think some people do have a really good structure and that works for some people, but as a shift worker, having having a community where you don't have to turn up every week and stuff, I think is also good for you, A, for your mental health, but also just for your well-being as well. So. And, and do you find that, um, that they are it's like-minded people doing these things, as you were saying? I think so. friends are your best friends ever, and I think they are your truest friends, mm. because you don't go out covered in a whole load of makeup, hair done, yeah. and your best clothes on. You arrive lugging this suitcase of, bag of, of stuff that you've accumulated you then strip down to a piece of lycra you get in the freezing cold water you get out looking like a lobster another advantage of full moon slope though you can't yeah. see a lobster skin well, no, that's <laughs> true. you know your hair's all over the place you've got rings around your eyes where your goggles have been you take your silicone hat off and your hair's like <laughs> And they see you at your absolute worst, yet... Also your absolute best, maybe. Yeah. But there is just this... There is this camaraderie and this support and... Yeah, it's just the best. It is the best. Because that's quite interesting, isn't it? That although physically we might not consider that look to be the epitome of glamour by any means, on the other hand, in terms of psychologically emotionally often you feel kind of at, like superwoman like superwoman oh, exactly yeah. after getting out of these kind of it's the only water. place that I've never felt body conscious yeah that's which is really true yeah, yeah you're when you're pretty, pretty much that. naked mm. I'm like, I don't but, yeah. but I also think it's the people that the nature of the people that come down here like 
we we accept everyone anyone is more than welcome to to come down i think that makes you feel more welcoming no matter what size you are from a zero to a you know 32 it's like everyone can come down and it's absolutely fine and I think that builds your confidence as well and also the fact that you're getting into really freezing cold water and the fact you get out then you know you've, you've done something for the day you've done something amazing and everyone who's judged us in the summer when we come down as a big group I feel a lot more judged in the summer when the, all the people are out here with their bikinis and stuff on yeah <laughs> I think I think this is why we do this you know this time of year not the summertime because this is just yeah it's the best thing um, I think lots of us have had different journeys to swimming, some mental health, some physical health, some just like lost a bit. Um, but I think that coming together is really, really important. Um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad I found you guys because <laughs> I've swum through two COVID summers and this year I'm going to swim through the winter. It's really empowering. Do um, <laughs> we went well, to the anyway, anyway, house a while back to start with my yeah, she said, oh, I'm doing the big one, and I'm like, no, 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 I'll never know, 750, I'll never know, 750, and now that's like, that's easy now, but it doesn't matter whether you get in and you dip your shoulders, mm. and then you get out, and you stand around and have coffee and cake, and, and like, oh, chit, 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 and it's lovely, or whether you swung half the length, or you've just gone round the pontoon, everybody celebrates everybody else's achievements. Mm. Because it is a really big thing, and it's and all, just all the health benefits in that photo are in the first two minutes anyway. So that's so it doesn't matter. But you raise a good point. Would you be able to te- um, detail the health benefits as you know? Cold water swimming. What what is the yeah? What are the big wins? Here? Well, there there are there are many claims. Um, I have read a book recently that seemed quite well rooted in science, so there is plenty of literature out there. But certainly, there seems to be something about um, endorphins generated by the cold water and slightly by the shock. There's also something about building resilience. So because you get used Mental, to cold water, it improves your general resilience. Mm. Um, there's, it also improves your parasympathetic nervous system, gets stimulated by cold water on your face. Yeah. It's good anxiety actually, so I think it resets you a bit. You know, I think it just wipes a lot of that out of your it's like brain. You can't, you can't, you can't think, think about that at the time. It? I think it's very physical, isn't it? Because they always say with like stuff like that, you can either work what they say, you can work through actions or psychologically or through the body. But I think if you do. Uh, the cold water swimming it just kind of it's like a hard reset I think because your body can't do anything else it's just totally engaged with dealing with cold yeah. water and you get a fresh start mm. but obviously you could you could rethink yourself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that ultimately going hey she's trying to kill me again <laughs> you know and you're and like you get in and your mind just has to concentrate on that so all that mm. rubbish just goes out the window it's gone and that you're in this peaceful place it's almost like a freezing cold womb <laughs> it is womb like well, people yeah. describe their like church or their yes. holy place to be I think yeah. isn't it it's like that that place where you just you can be one with yourself and that's like that that's it and that's all you can think about is just how you're moving through the water and and I think bringing yourself back into that that breathing pattern like you do in mindfulness and that 
moving and in fact I also think it helps that you're quite weightless in water to an extent that you know there's no there's you know lots of people feel that and myself including feel less pain in the water and both mentally and physically um as you said it is that just hard reset and I think it's one of those things that people if you've never tried it or it doesn't work for you because I'm not saying as with medicine they're all um, there is always things that work for some people and things that don't work for others and I think that's always something you have to be mindful of as well with open water swimming like it's amazing for myself but my husband it's he's come and he's like why are we doing this so but I think for the people that it does work for you get excited when it starts to get colder and that is the best feeling when you're like oh I can actually feel that now and you're not going up and down for like an hour in the summer it's not oh it's going to be a couple of minutes if if that some some days when it's really really cold and it's just that and that's a thrill isn't it a hundred percent a hundred it's like an absolute (laughs) thrill the adage of a minute per degree is Is rubbish because it really depends on your your body what's going on with your body that day what's going on with your head that day Mm. whether you've eaten that day so there's all these other factors that 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 come into it so you know okay the water's eight point something degrees that doesn't mean you can do eight minutes you've really got to learn to read your body as well as the conditions you're swimming in I like it. It's not goal orientated, isn't no, it? Like a lot goal. of things we do are all about goals. Or like know, other, like other steps or... community things, or other other sports teams where you have to get yeah. eight tries in a match or, or or score this many goals. I think even if we have some of our say stronger swimmers, but might just dip in and out, and that is you know that's and that is as you said is um, celebrated. And I think it comes back to. Uh, this thing that a yoga teacher once taught me is that you have to be able to read your body on that day and if you're someone that does normally go up and back you know 500 meters and today you're actually actually no i'm just going to get in i've read my body and that being connected in in a way that i don't think i ever felt really before doing open water where you can be well that doesn't feel right today i wonder why and being both physically and mentally being able to have that check reset outside of the water which is then helped by doing the open water swimming I think is yeah it's it's, it's a skill it's a life skill that I think people have started to come back to elsewhere now though because I find if I'm somewhere else and I'm getting really stressed Mm. I can go back to that so as you're taking your first few steps into the water you're you've slowed your breathing down you've slowed your heart rate down you're really preparing for what you're about to do and I find now if I'm in a stressful situation somewhere else I can use the skills I've learned for getting in the water elsewhere so they're transferable skills so you can Mm. slow your heart rate down you can concentrate on your breathing and and just allay all that stress that was building you can kind of like dissipate it and then be able to move forwards again so it kind of it's a transferable skill yeah that's fantastic i mean i have only ever been given one tip about getting into cold water which is to breathe out as much as possible as i enter so that i'm not like just trying to go but i'm not sure that's actually a true it's a cold really you kind of in and out and in and out before you go in and as you're going down the steps just really concentrate on what you're doing and just try and breathe in and out regularly but steadily and slowly 
rather because if you're doing that whole panic bit yeah you're not and you 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 can't swim like that anyway if you're panicking and your breathing's not like you, your stroke is all right so you can't swim. Mm. and you're going to panic yourself even more aren't you really because your body's Staying and panicking, and then you're your mind's right, like you're then. panicking. <laughs> the concentrate on the out breath is important because your your chest, con- your rib cage contracts, so it helps to stop you from doing that. <gasps> Some people like to sing as well, don't they? Some people have funny little rhymes that they say on yeah, and it's you know you're opening the the lungs if you're going to attempt to sing, but you don't want to hear me sing. And I think I think I think Lisa did have that really good point about using the skills elsewhere. Um, I was a junior doctor in, in in COVID. I was on a COVID ward, and ever since that, I've had massive panic attacks and things like that. And I think being able, as you said, to visualise those places that we've been, or even here, um, it brings you that inner peace, even if it's just for a second at work or in the you know toilet when you're trying to contemplate what the rest of the day is going to hold. I think that's that's really important. Um, I think maybe as stereotypically as a group of more women, I think we've we come to realise that a bit more and I really hope that we can bring that to other people and to, um, to, to have that mindfulness and that openness and that actually, you know, doing things that scare you a bit. Like two years ago, if you'd said, go in the cold water in, what is it, the 27th of, of November... In a in a just a swimsuit, I'd have been you are you are. I, I would swear, but this is recorded. So yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's that testing yourself to in a safe and supportive way um, is really important. I think we get so stuck into our routines, our normals that we aren't building that resilience. We're just every, until every, something goes wrong. We don't realise that we need to keep doing this practice, um, be it mindfulness or breathing or cold water swimming. I think both the exercise and the mind, mind uh, mindfulness of it is a, is a double bonus for me. I could never sit down and do like a mindfulness practice. I just I am like wandering off with my mind. Whereas, as you said earlier, you just this is the one thing that you can focus on. You don't feel like this is exercise, and no, I know it like is, and I know it's really good for me. But this is this is my place. This is my it's my flock. It's my flock. And that's going like, back to the congregation thing. Yeah, and that, there's no judging. Yeah, exactly. There's no competitiveness. There's yeah. no. It's just support and giggles and laughs and. You know, are you all right? Do you need to do you need to warm your hands on a hot water bottle? Do you need this? You, and it's just like, it's just so lovely, and everybody is accepted. Um, speaking of the cold, we may need to warm up soon. I'd like. Can I get everyone's names again, just so for this? I'm Lisa. Lisa. Helen. Helen. Sarah. Sarah. And Laura. Laura. Thank you so much for this chat. I really enjoyed it, and I hope to be back for another full moon swim soon. We're here every Monday. Every Monday at seven. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Well... 
I feel extreme. I feel chilly. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I enjoyed that immensely, and I'm glad to say that Maria has joined Jack and me in the in the podcast studio because there's lots to unpick here. Uh, <laughs> love to see you, Maria. I'm glad you survived. Thank you very much. I'm very glad I survived too. <laughs> and Jack is here wearing the most fantastic jumper. Uh, how would you describe it? It's, it's, it's patterned and beautifully knitted woolen jumper with with greens and autumnal. And yeah, I, I, it's because I, I wanted to wear a Christmas jumper today because our whole team are in today and it's a bit, bit, bit of a Christmassy day. But I've kind of got some important meetings as well where I don't think a Christmas jumper fits <laughs> fits the vibe of them. So I've gone for like a, a subtle well. Christmas. Yeah, sort yeah. of Argyle type uh, look to it. But Maria, that was extraordinary. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you yeah. plucked up the courage what I loved was the tension were, were, were you actually going to you were so honest because <laughs> I think I've been in situations like that and I've just sort of gritted my teeth and thought well I have to kind of lie a bit about how I'm feeling but you did it it was too cold to lie mm. I really had very very cold feet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, cursing myself for my original suggestion of doing it. Yeah, yeah but you put it forward. <laughs> I put Jack it forward. and I approved it. <laughs> and then I had to live up to it. And it was bitter cold that day. And there was a, a stiff breeze slash wind. I'm going to call mm. it. I th- I'm, I'm committing to wind, actually. Yeah. And it was inky black. And yeah, there how was... big is this lake? It's, it's Clevedon Marine Lake. It's so, Clevedon Marine Lake, and it's it's right alongside the sea. The sea okay. <clears throat> There's a seawall. Does it fill up with seawater every yeah. day? Oh, okay, that's how it works. Yeah, right, right. nice I, and warm. There's no heating. This is just seawater sea in a big water. pool. Yeah, it comes straight off the Irish <laughs> Sea. Notoriously one of the coldest <laughs> of, of, of seas. Yes, uh, up there with the Arctic Ocean. It felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounded like it. You did a good job of, of, I'm sure, listeners out there who have shared that. We've all got into cold water uh, at some stage in our lives or a cold shower, whatever it is, and it's it's a horrible experience. (laughs) I immediately regret this decision, that kind of thing. (laughs) Jack, have you swum in cold cold water like that? You look like a sort of hardy man who's sort of... I've not purposely gone swimming in cold water. Uh, Right, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) (laughs) I Elaborate. I mean, the sea's always cold, so if you go in the sea, you're kind of going in the cold no matter what. Um, But I have done that whole thing of having a cold shower, of a way you just normally at the end of your shower flash it onto ice cold and try and stay in there for... Do you do that? Yeah. What's it supposed to do to you? Is it similar to what it does for Maria and the, 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 the blue tits, is it? I think it's just that thing of it kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm, I do not know the science, but it, that thing of getting the, everything rushing around your body, the sort of blood mm. pumping. But also, I think the, the main thing I found is sometimes I have my shower in the morning, I can't the shower, and I'm a bit like I'm still a bit. Oh, I just don't want to go out. It's cold out there, stuff like that. Whereas I think when you've had that cold water, you kind of come out and are like, Whoa, let's yeah. go. <laughs> okay, and was... you kind of you're pumped up and you you, you want to get going. And yeah. I'm, I'm just so much more quicker if you're I if I do on. that. That's exactly that's it. Just how you felt. It's it's it's, it's a, a huge awakening. It like you're suddenly alive. Yeah. You're also so thrilled that it's stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe does your body just flood you full of warmth and nice feelings then? When yeah. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's quite tingly. Oh. It's mm. almost like um. You know, it's almost like the opposite of when you've been outside in the cold and you get into a hot shower and mm. your body kind of tingles and it's all a bit like, oh, oh this feels a kind of nice, but also kind of not nice. You kind of get out and your body's sort of tingling because it's just been really cold and you've kind of gone back to normal temperature. 
And I don't know, there's just something about it that just makes you like, I feel a loosey-goosey in like, loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of, I think it is that shock and it maybe is your body responding to the impact of cold and like going, oh, I need to try and stay warm. But uh, yeah, you just, I just always feel like I come out of it just like, yeah, let's hit the road, let's go do a marathon. <laughs> yeah, let's go edit 20 yeah. podcasts. Um, that's interesting. So it's got a big physical impact. And you felt that, Maria, after your... After your oh, absolutely. You, it was clear from what you were saying. I, mean, I thought you might have hypothermia, but... Uh... <laughs> I did get very cold. Um, what I, The mistake I made um, was not drinking something hot immediately after getting out. I mm. normally always do that, but because I was busy thinking, oh, I, I want mm. to go and chat to the Bristol Blue Tits. I didn't do it. And as we had the chat, I was having a lovely time, feeling really warm and triumphant. And I don't know, it's probably about 20 minutes in, I st- started to notice my hands shaking. And I was like, oh, dear. Oh, here we yeah. go. <laughs> here we go. The temperature's about to plummet. Um, and at that point, I was like, OK, we've got to wind it up. And I'm going to go and sit in the car with like the heating on and a hot water bottle yeah. and all the rest of it. And that worked. And you were fine. It works. Oh, yeah, I was fine. So yeah. I, I don't think I was in long enough to actually get hypothermia, but. Having said it's horrible being in the water, it's not horrible after, once your body adjusts. It's actually a little bit too nice. Mm. You're like, oh, this, oh, oh really? I can't make it. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Because I, I mean, I've, I've never swum in that cold water, but I do swim in the local river in spring and summer, and it can be super cold to get in. It never really sort of warms up. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it must be at least 10 degrees warmer than what you what you were in. Mm. So um, so it does that. Does it, does it sort of lull you into a sort of, oh, I, I could. Yeah, yeah, I think... I I noticed on that occasion that I was like, oh, I actually, I'm I'm actually not in discomfort or <laughs> worried I'm going to die anymore, which is <laughs> also ironic because you probably the longer you stay in, the more like yeah, <laughs> yeah. more like that could happen. But it's a bit, well, that's what just, hypothermia does, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know. in a core temperature yeah. dropping. So I think if you're in there too long, there's enough time for it to drop below the the critical. It's only mm. like a degree or a couple of degrees, I think. But I think I think that's it. If you're in there too in in there for a short amount of time, I don't think you're in there enough for the inside of you to drop that much. But I think it's when you're in there for a prolonged mm. period of time. And that's why the the warm drink is the most the single most important thing in my opinion. Because if someone has hypothermia, it, you know you can you could wrap them in blankets or bath whatever, but that's not going to cut it really. You want to you want to up the in there. Your inner temperature. Get some, get so some get tea something inside. tea, so, yeah. yeah, some Sugar. hot chocolate, some just whatever you can, something warm. But we'll see, like with this, the shower thing, sort of part of the way you can kind of get into it is you start doing like a really short amount of time and you just slowly increase that time because yeah. then you get more, more used to it. Yeah, okay. And I think it's one of those things that it's a lot harder to go from like five seconds to 10 seconds than it is to go from 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. I think it's kind of is that initial like, Oh, that's cold. Mm. And then you just kind of get to a point where you're like, it feels like nothing. <laughs> it, just, it just feels like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wet. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are tough. <laughs> are you not inspired, Fergus? I am inspired. inspired. I, I definitely <laughs> want to get this into my life, but I'm I'm going to cold shower up. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the energy it gives you. And I definitely yeah. get that sort of, you know, coming out of a foggy house in winter and then suddenly into the cold and this great sense of... Fresh air, coldness, tingly, and like, oh, I'm alive a mm. little bit until you start to get really cold. But um, it's, yes, there's something in that. But but to, to sort of wake up in the morning and be ready for action is something that I struggle with generally. Cold showers, the cold answer. Showers. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, try it. Because okay. I'd come out the shower thinking I could run through the wall to get <laughs> really to yeah. it. Like just... Wow. Yeah, or you could, about... you could try something even more adventurous and go and have a cold water dip as the sun rises, which some people do. Mm-hmm. That sounds really <laughs> romantic. 
Um, Get a little tr- trough in the front garden. That's true. Well, I've got a, I've got a pond, uh, and I, I think I've got rid of all the big fish. So. Um, also, you were there with the Bristol Blue Tits, and we can guess why they call, they call themselves that. But um, really love carbon birds. Yeah, exactly. Birds like carbon they're all birds ornithologists. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do it on a regular basis. They obviously, they, as well as the physical benefits, they were talking a lot about the mental health benefits of. Uh, obviously, there's camaraderie there. It's really nice to hear them all sort of chatting together. They were just sort of full of life and and energy. Yeah, did you feel that as well? Did you do you think because you do a lot of cold water swimming anyway? Mm. And is that helpful to kind of you know get get yourself in in the right frame of mind? Absolutely, for... absolutely. I think it's uh, one of the other um, swimmers use this word. It's a huge reset. And particularly if you spend a lot of time on screens, which I think most of us do these days, you can end up in a sort of foggy, slightly otherworldly state where you're not quite in your own life and in your own body. I think what something like cold water swimming does is it takes you right back to the present and creates a shock to the system. And I know some people might think a shock to the system isn't always a good thing, but it all of those kind of confused thoughts or distracted thoughts or things that aren't actually immediately relevant mm. <laughs> are mm. washed away. And then you get a kind of nice clean slate and it's very freeing. It's really liberating. So it's another way of being in the moment. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of talk uh, when I read about these things, about being in the moment is so important and sort of getting rid of all these negative thought processes. So yeah, I think okay. also, because I know earlier this year, I think on the BBC, there was the programme Freeze the Fear with Wim Hof. Wim Hof's the guy, that, the Iceman, I think he's called, that is all about cold and he just walks around in like no clothes in the <laughs> Arctic or whatever. His sort of idea is the whole idea that... We'll get, get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh Plunging yourself in ice cold water, it is a mental thing over a physical thing. Like, yes, it's cold, but it's it, it is that initial thing. You go into that panic. But I fear that I'm just going to have this heart attack. <laughs> like, it's going to be such a big shock for my body. My heart will stop. I mean, honestly, that's why I feel like it's so. Cold I mean, I think I think there are those risks to it. Yeah, right. But I okay. think if you know you're fine doing it and it's not going to cause you any okay. problems, I think part of it is that understanding that it's just because. It's cold water shock, isn't it? It's, it's that whole sort of thing of when, you, when you're in and your body goes cold, it suddenly goes, ah, freak out, I need to get out. Mm. Whereas actually, if you can slowly control those thoughts to go, actually, I'm in control, this is fine, mm-hmm. you kind of learn how your brain sort of works and how you can, the whole idea of that program was then overcome a fear. If you're scared of heights, you're able to talk to yourself the same way as if you're going to cold water going, I'm going to be fine, I can do this, I can stay another five seconds, the same way as you can go, I'm on the bridge. I know I'm fine. There's a massive gap, but I'm fine with that. That's and learn to control. That's what I do before I have to do. I have to do a really big interview with someone (laughs) famous who's notoriously difficult. (laughs) So I have to do the sort of maybe I should just have a cold shower instead of this sort of pumping up. (laughs) There we go. The universal cure is cold water swimming. It's a cool, cool thing to do. Cool thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll leave now. (laughs) Yeah. So this this we're actually recording this. just before Christmas, but it's going out on Boxing Day, where I think there are lots of Boxing Day swims. Is that oh, right? That's People, right. Yeah. After all the overindulgence of Christmas, I'd probably sink. I've eaten over Christmas. Yeah, the Yule log. Floating. Are you going to do a, a Boxing Day swim? I don't think I'll do a Boxing Day swim because I've been on them, but I'll probably do a New Year's Day swim. That's another one. That's isn't it? one New that Year's. I normally do, and I'm 
possibly at Clevedon, possibly somewhere else. Last year it was at, um, it was actually just a, a dunk in a well in the Forest of Dean. A dunk in a well? Oh, yes. Gosh, what a load in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I now have visions of yeah. <laughs> trying to spit into a bucket. No, it's like a, it's a kind of um, it's an ancient well in the Forest of Dean that's meant to have healing waters. And um, Ooh, trying that to remember, like St Anthony's Well. Right. And I think it's a it's sort of a square. It's, it's got these great um, stone kind of flagstones around it in a square. But obviously, it's not big enough to swim in. So you can only really get in and be like, I'm incredibly cold. Plunge pool sort <laughs> yeah, of style. Yeah. style. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think there's just that, there seems to be that trend now that's coming. I think I've noticed it more. I might, just, might have just been unaware of it beforehand. But it just seems like Boxing Day morning seems to be the time to just, even if you don't normally do it, is you get out and do a bit of exercise. There's something about you've had this gluttonous day on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Then the morning you just gotta get up and just try and clear all that out by That didn't happen. Yeah. I I'm definitely a person that runs every weekend. Yeah. So just a couple of quick things. Um Clevedon Marine Pool, can anyone go and swim there? Anyone can go. It's great. It's a great facility. Just turn up. This it doesn't have lifeguards there, but there's often people there. So you're not swimming. But take a tow float. Yeah. Is that well or is that a nighttime thing? I think it's a nighttime thing. I mean, I do quite. This is probably going to. I'd be interested to hear people's thoughts. I do quite a lot of cardboard swimming. I don't generally take a tow float. I, from what I understand, it seems to be more that it's convenient to keep your belongings in than any sort of necessary safety. The important thing with anything like this is that you can swim, <laughs> and that you know the water you're getting into. And if it is cold water, that you don't jump in. You need to do some practice of getting. I into think that's the heart attack. Thing, I'm <clears> thinking. <throat> I'd love to ask people out there: Are you going for? Do you do cold water swims? Tell us about your tales of daring do and freezing experiences. Um, I, I would love to hear them. And we will well, we'll read out your emails and messages on the podcast because it's nice to share these things. Or, or if you're down in Australia and you've been surfing in some lovely warm water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd like to hear about that too. <laughs> yeah, but, that but obviously nice. through, we'll hear about that through gritted ears, gritted <laughs> teeth or whatever it is. But um, yeah, you can contact us. Uh, the email address for all of us is editor at countryfile.com. And you can find us, Countryfile magazine, on all the usual channels. And you can find me. I'm also on X, Twitter, at Blorange Views. It's just my personal account, but you can always get in touch with me. And we can love to get, hear your thoughts. Always fun. We always have a little section about what we've been up to in the countryside over the past week or so. Uh, since we last met, uh, although Jack, it's been a while since we've seen seen you. You missed the Christmas party. It's been party. a while, yeah. I've yeah. been, been, been travelling. Where have you been up to? Anything? I've been out and about. Yeah, um, this is good. You've left the dungeon of the podcast studio. I've, well, I've actually been on two trips. Uh, wow, amazing. First one, I popped down to Geneva. I pop, popped down. That's a bit yeah, further than a pop. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, these podcast executives <laughs> travel the world. Yeah. Uh, dropped down there for for a weekend um, for a sort of family event. And it's lovely, yeah. really lovely place. See any countryside, or was it just the um, city? In the city, but they do have a massive river, big mm-hmm. sort of lake there, and I've never seen water so clear. Lake Geneva, Lake Geneva, yeah, yeah, so clear. They do look after their water in Switzerland. Like you look over the bridge, you can see the bottom of the water. The water. Yeah. Yeah. I can't explain how it shouldn't be such an incredible thing, but it uh, was an incredible thing. <laughs> yes. Well, our lakes in the Lake District should all be clear, but they're mm. not. So, yes, we can learn a lot from how other countries do uh, look after their water. So it's very nice. And then recently then popped up 
to Edinburgh in Scotland for another little trip at more Christmas markets. Yeah. And I did get engaged. Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Which I did I did have to miss Jack. I did have to miss the Christmas podcast party. That's why you missed it. I knew it was a bit mysterious, but I didn't realise you were going to uh, and, and which, which is, I, I should have just come you to that. So you you did, did yeah. the the the, the, the I did it properly. Did it I properly. did it all properly. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm taken aback. Um, <laughs> congratulations. How Thank lovely. you. Oh, well, great. Uh, well, we'll be, you won't be recording at the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> That's not being uh, no, monetized. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, monetize everything else. <laughs> but no, again, Edinburgh, another beautiful place. Beautiful. Maria, apart from freezing yourself, uh, have you been out anywhere else? And any other adventures? Yes. Oh. Yes, this week. Pray tell. So on Monday, I took a trip down to Arundel and I oh. walked from there to Lyminster in an attempt to find the Sussex Knucker. Sussex Knucker? And what I'm looking at them with wide eyes knucker. to see if they know yeah, what this no, is. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yes, the Knucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sussex Knucker, you say. Oh, <laughs> not, not the Hampshire Knucker. Um, what, what, uh, what is the Sussex Knucker? Yeah, for, the, for those that don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, Asking on behalf of a friend. Frankly, I'm appalled. But... <laughs> The Sussex Knucker is a fantastical, mythical beast of legend. It was a water serpent or a water dragon, and it was reputed to dwell in knucker holes in Sussex, which are large ponds or pools. And uh, apparently it's quite fearsome. And there's one particular troublesome creature that lived in Lyminster that was killed, either by a knight or a guy called Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Jim. Um, <laughs> great. Okay. Um, I, and I, I went to try and find one. Oh, well, don't tell us. Don't tell us. We'd like to know if you... Oh, that's exciting. Ooh. So that, you've recorded that for yes. a, a new year. That's what really exciting. What a tease exciting. for the new year. Yeah. I, oh, that's, I can't beat that. I did go somewhere exciting um, last week, which was a battlefield near Bath, where I walked with a hist- an historian who reenacts or re- brings to life these battles ah, it was great it was great he kind of really just described oh the charge up the hill the pikemen coming down the hill the horse horses charging the gunfire the cannons fantastic so that's coming yes that's going to be uh, uh, another sort of tale from the landscape so you're going monsters and I'm going sort of more human monsters I suppose with the... we've got lots of exciting things in the new year lots of really fun podcasts many more adventures to to, to dream up and oh, slowly look, getting warmer getting warmer yes. getting lighter yes, getting lighter there'll be more bird days. song more bird song yes. can't wait for them so particularly in january we'll be starting to hear the first dawn choruses but as this goes out you'll be you, you'll you'll have just had christmas so i hope it's a fantastic christmas we don't know what our christmases are going to be like yet it's a weird time warp that we're in but um join us again well we're, we're going through we're not even having a break we're just continuing straight on so every tuesday new podcasts, new adventures, and every Friday, The Sound Escapes. So, And if you're joining us for the first time, there are over 200 episodes of Daring Do, Strange Events, Curious Encounters. And Nearly five years. Five, five years, years in January. Five years in January. Oh, my goodness. Well done. Amazing. My stomach's rumbling, which means it's probably the end of Mince the podcast. Pie time. Mince pie time. Yeah, we've still got some leftovers from the Christmas party. Um, do get in touch. Lovely to hear from you whenever you do. Uh, editor at countryfile.com and the usual channels but I just want to say thank you to Maria for being so brave that was epic <laughs> and um, congratulations Jack thank you may you be yes. very happy congratulations great well from us it's goodbye